With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Welcome, everybody. This is Kathleen Prasad, president of Shelter Animal Reiki Association. I am, I am here with Leah D'Ambrosio, vice president of Sarah. And today we are very excited to be speaking with Mark Malik, DVM. He is a veterinarian at Foothill Farms in Sacramento, California, and he is also a Reiki-trained veterinarian, which is very exciting. And he's also a member of SARA, which we're very proud to say. And so um, thank you so much for being here to speak with us today, Mark. Thank you very much for having me. I'm blessed to be here. So I'd love if um, maybe you could tell us a little bit about yourself to begin with so our listeners can have a little bit better idea of um, your work and um, your experience, because I know you are um, both a conventional veterinarian and a holistic veterinarian, so you kind of use integrative medicine, which is really fascinating and wonderful. So maybe you could speak a little, just a little bit about yourself and your your journey um, up to this point? Well, it has been a long and interesting uh, road, that's for sure. Um, graduated from Davis in 1990 uh, with the intention of practicing as a companion animal vet, uh, which means small and large animals, mostly equine, dogs and cats. That was my brother's. And uh, with a real large interest in surgery. Um, so I, the you know, first couple of years I did do mixed animal practice and I loved it. It was great learning experience. Um, traditional medicine was all I ever really was thinking about at that point in my life. Acupuncture sort of part, you know, would pop in and out. I'd hear about it and I think, how could this possibly work? It's poking, <laughs> poking needles and creatures and having them respond in some way. And I really didn't understand it, but I thought, you know, 5,000 plus years of uh, practice and millions to billions of uh, individuals who were sold on the process, must there must be something to it. So I always thought to myself, you know, I'm really interested how that might work, and uh, maybe I'll look into it someday. Well, you know, the the time that it takes to, to actually dedicate to a whole nother uh, modality is daunting when you're, you know, just trying to learn and do as a beginning veterinarian. So it sort of got tabled for quite a while and ultimately, um, you know, came boomeranging back in uh, 2014. I uh, got my CVA or my medical acupuncture certification, shall we say. I was able to do that for large and well equine well large animal and small animal so now i've been a acupuncture practitioner as well for the last four years or so and reiki came into my life um 
quite synchronistically as a lot of stuff did uh, starting in 2011. Um, not Reiki per se in 11, but my a change that basically converted me into being a believer in spirit and a believer in energy medicine, uh, very personal experience that changed my whole life, basically. Um, so from then on, uh, well, from 2011, after that experience, I began meditating and actually became a, a disciple of Paramahansa Yogananda Self-Realization Fellowship and uh, became a Kriya Yogi in 2014 as well. 2014 was a big year for me. Got our new practice developed and, and became an acupuncture certified veterinarian as well as a Kriya Yogi and was at that point practicing Reiki and had already spent a year uh, basically studying the effects of Reiki within our practice. I I first uh, got directed towards Kathleen in uh, 2000, I think it was 2013, was it, Kathleen, do you remember? Or was it 12 that or sounds, 13? That sounds about right. At 12 or 13, that's, I can't remember now, but yeah, yeah. that's about right. <laughs> yeah, so it was January of 12 or 13, but spent the first year you know, really doing uh, investigation into the value of, of Reiki and the practice. And it was amazing. We, uh, you know, when the first, we had Kathleen uh, up to give, I think about six or eight of us Reiki one. And um, so I had a core of, of Reiki practitioners that were uh, working for me. And um, we went, went about, you know, trying to use it wherever we could. Uh, and then studying the results, studying from a you know a perspective standpoint, we would have people fill out uh, questionnaires about the quality of their pet's life after they began you know receiving Reiki. And we did it for free, um, just so that we could get a better idea of how it fit in and how we how we utilize it. So, you know, and then from from there, you know, it's it's been just an amazing last. Uh, you know, five years, four years, uh, as I said, we moved from our smaller practice that we'd been in since 94, bought the building for a 14,000 square foot building and utilized about 9,000 square feet of it. Um, seven exam rooms, we used to have two, um, you know, incorporating laser therapy, acupuncture, essential oils, um, to do some herbs and, uh, um, you know, so it's 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 really changed the whole complexion of our practice and the size of the practice and the success. I mean, we we did we were doing well in our tiny building, um, but now that has continued to amplify and grow, and uh, we just feel really wonderfully blessed that we're able to share what we have with Sacramento and the surrounding areas. That's so oh, beautiful. Mark, can I interrupt for just a second? I want I want to ask you a little bit more about this study that you did. So you kind of collected data from clients then that had received Reiki, and, and what were your findings? Well, we had a set of questions that we would ask and, you know, have people rate on a scale of 1 to 5 or 1 to 10, you know, the the changes in their, their companion, um, you know, after the mm -hmm. session. And what had happened during that week. So we'd have them do it weekly, um, you know. And the patient selection was was really 
cases that didn't have great solutions in the Western traditional medicine. You know, there wasn't really a good surgical solution. There wasn't really. Uh oh. Hello? I think we lost him. Uh oh. Pause, pause, pause. Yeah, pause. (laughs) That's really amazing that Mark. Oh my God. Jesus, he's got like this whole, like, he needs to publish that. We, I mean, we need to help him publish that through Sarah. Yes. Oh my God. That's amazing. I hope he comes back. I know. (laughs) Don't leave us hanging. That was so we, we just you're getting the good part. Don't go. <laughs> He's, us. He's like, I'm gonna tell them about this great study, and then I'm just gonna, <laughs> then I'm gonna, just gonna go away, and then nothing. <laughs> oh my god! I just sent you the um, transcript from Christina, so I'll clean that up and get it formatted for. Uh, like, we'll do it the same way we're doing the intro to animal Ricky thing. Okay. Oh, here he is. He's back on. Okay, great. Well, hopefully I'm back. I don't know. Yes, yeah. you're back. I can hear you. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. So uh, let's just start. We can just start. If you'll just start over, we can pause for a second and then just start over explaining what what you did. Like you had, had the clients fill out questionnaires and then blah. Okay. You want to start at the the question about what about Tell us more about that study that you did with clients about Reiki. Well, we, we did. We set out to to study, you know, the effects of Reiki treatment in the veterinary practice, and so we we developed a questionnaire based on um, their animal's quality of life, various things like are they able to get up better, you know, how you know how long can they walk, or how you know do they how do you feel their or what's their appetite like on a scale of one to ten, you know, and just went through a whole litany of questions and they had to agree to fill that out in order to partake in the free study and and I was really surprised at the number of people who were were eager actually to partake and you know the patient selection or the choice of the patients that we used were those that really didn't have a good uh, medical or surgical answer for their problem so old age patients uh, cancer type patients that weren't going to be going for chemotherapy, um, you know, degenerative diseases that would cause, you know, weakness in the rear end, for example. Old dog vestibular syndrome was one that really seemed to respond well to Reiki, which was an off-balance condition and older dogs with stroke-like syndrome. And some good good responses with that. And, you know, it, it was uh, overall, we were very impressed you know, as a group with the, you know, responses. And those of those technicians and others that were involved, um, you know, were really, uh, their their commitment to Reiki was solidified by that study. So it was wonderful. How, that's awesome. So how many, how long did that study go for and how many clients were in it? And how many well, we Reiki did, treatments did they receive during the well, study? We were, we were doing them usually like once a week. Uh, and we had, I think, a total of maybe 40 or 50 that we did. And, it, you know, like I said, it went on for about a year. And then we said, okay, well, we're convinced this is 
working well, um, you know, and we're going to go ahead and offer it. And so then we convert it into, you know, a paid service. Um, when we off, we still do. We still offer the first two free because I feel it's an experiential service that, you know, the people have to, you know, experience it to really understand the value of it. Mm-hmm. So not that I'm not confident that it works, but I think people are, many people anyway, are, are somewhat, you know, uh, skeptical, of course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how do you? So how does it work? Do you have um, the people bring their animals to your clinic? Do, what is the space like where they receive Reiki? How long does that session look like? And and how? What's the um, average number of treatments that most people like to receive, or that you recommend for people? Well, I mean, the, well, I'll start with the first part, which is we have a room that that I term the energy room. Uh, we term the energy room. And so we do Reiki, we do acupuncture, and we do our laser treatments in there. We try to avoid doing painful procedures or seeing sick, you know, really, you know, sick, contagious animals uh, in that space. And it's more of a, you know, a calm space. We have a uh, uh, diffuser with essential oils in there, and we have, you know, it's sort of decorated more uh Eastern, you know, stuff like that, ferns and, uh, you know, kanji on the wall and stuff. So it's it's a a different space. Um, And then in terms of the frequency of the treatments really depends on the condition of the animal and the owner's ability to to make the appointments, of course. Um, Mm -hmm. And in terms of the length of time, uh, again, it's variable, but typically we try to aim for 20 to 30 minutes Mm -hmm. Um, and usually it's not me just because I mean I do I can explain that later but you know it's the technicians who are the ones that are trained that are that are currently doing the the, uh, Reiki usually. Do you have Mm -hmm. volunteers that come in and offer Reiki on like a, a volunteer free basis? We have had some some volunteers that have done that, sort of externs that wanted to work, you know, within our practice and see, you know, how we were functioning and to donate their time to the animals that were, uh, well, not only the not only the animals that were coming in for sessions, but you know, patients in the hospital. Mm. So I love that's wonderful, and I'd love if maybe just for our listeners um, who might be a Reiki practitioner that would love to ally with a vet, what advice would you give them about how to do that or what qualities would you look for in that type of an extern or someone to come in and to, to outside of your employees to that, you know, what, what would that look like to you? Well, you know, I'm going to be real. I think, it's going to take the right veterinary setting. Um, I think that most Western traditional veterinary practitioners might be a little bit, you know, skeptical uh, and maybe standoffish about it. They mm-hmm. might be re- resistant. You know, I think, you know, you probably feel that as well, you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. You know, more of a holistic or uh you know, integrative type practitioner is going to be more receptive. But I think you can break into any practice with the right attitude. Um, you know, first of all, being confident in what you're approaching them with. 
Um, mm-hmm. You know, what I look for, I mean, it would be the same thing I would look for in anyone who I'd want to associate with, you know, someone who's authentic, who's compassionate, who's, you know, dedicated, who's intelligent, um, you know, honest, you know, basic good qualities, good people, you know, you know, mm-hmm. that I, you know, and that doesn't mean that you have to be this stellar person to, to, to come into my practice, but, you know, if you asked what I was looking for, those would be the, mm-hmm. the quality and the potential, you know, for, mm-hmm. and just, you know, feeling that, that dedication to animal well-being and, and human well-being, you know, and that's, that's what would, would really make it for me. Thank you. So Mark, how, as, how do other, oh, sorry, I'm sorry. How do other vets view what you're doing? Do you ever get any pushback or do you get other vets saying, oh, wow, this is a great idea. I'd love to do what you're doing. What's the general response from your peers? Well, I don't spend a lot of time in large groups of veterinarians, um, but, you know, the, the veterinarians that I have working for me all, well, first of all, they've all gone through Reiki 1 because I teach Reiki 1 to my employees. And um, they weren't all necessarily uh, looking for Reiki, you know, but certainly seeing how, you know, how we practice it and how it goes on, they were all willing to, uh, you know, go through Reiki 1 and, and at least experience that. They're not all what I would consider Reiki practitioners, but they've all been Reiki attuned um, and they're aware of what it is. Uh, other, you know, other veterinarians, certainly uh, I've had, you know, any, I don't, I haven't really had anybody resistant, um, you know, that I've talked to. I think, you know, maybe people, out, you know, other veterinarians after they hear that I'm doing it go, what the heck, you know, what is that? <laughs> but I haven't any, but, you know, been critical or, or saying, you know, you've lost your marbles or anything like that, you know, it's been, <laughs> Well, it's that's been, good news. <laughs> yeah, it's been most. It's been most. Again, I'm 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 surprised by most responses, and and I was invited through Kathleen, you know, the Kathleen's association, uh, or with the individuals that knew of Kathleen. I've been invited to be part of uh, was it Washington State's uh, veterinary holistic club. They invited me up, and I gave a talk up there. So I was well received, and it was wonderful so from a veterinary student standpoint that was great Um, i mean overall it's been it's been all good that's wonderful that's so awesome can you talk a little bit about how you find time and how you use reiki in your in the in your practice because you had mentioned that often you you know you for these sessions where people come you have somebody one of the techs or um you know somebody else is doing the sessions but how do you use it as a as a veterinarian? Well, that's a great question, and again, you know, I may um, go on and on because I'm very passionate about it. But <laughs> and it actually goes back to Kathleen too, because I always thought, you know, how can I, you know, do a session? How can I do this? You know, I have to prepare. I have to do X, Y, Z. You know, and sit down. And no, not, you know, it's not that way. And and ultimately, I am Reiki, so that's it's not a problem. Um, in terms of getting there, I, I I just take a deep breath, I feel my energy, and I'm there. Uh, and how do I get there? That's practice. It's my meditative practice that I do every day, um, so that I'm always in touch. And it just takes 
that change in intention to and and focus to be there. So when going into a surgery, you know, right before I cut, I just take a breath, say, you know, essentially, you know, let me perform the surgery for this animal's highest good, feel the energy, and I'm working. When I'm in a in a exam room, very similar thing. It, it, it's actually most amazing with cats because they're on the table and I'm standing in front of them and I, you know, take my breath, I look them in the eye, I let them know through my intention that I'm, you know, I don't want to hurt them, I want to help them. And I lay my hands on and they feel my energy and they change. And um, that's something that um, people as well as my uh, workers or my technicians, they see it. They see a difference in the animal's reaction to my interaction versus others' interactions. And there's so many comments and uh, just observations about how, well, they, how come they do so well with you and they don't do so well with or whatever. And, it, you know, I, I, it, I don't look at it as, a, oh, I'm the best at doing X. I just look at it as I'm Reiki. I, they feel it and they know it. And so I'm, I'm lucky and blessed to be able to express that through me. That's beautiful. And I just want to interject here um, because I came to do a Reiki share with your, at your little clinic before you yeah. moved to your big clinic. And um, that was really fun to be able to do some Reiki together. But um, while I was there, you had some clients in the waiting room and went out um, to see some people and, and greet some people that were out in the waiting room. And um, I witnessed such a compassionate presence with your clients, the human clients and the patients just in the way that you were when you saw them and went over to them, you know, it, it kind of choked me up, actually. I, I was not expecting to feel that energy, that compassion and kindness, and I don't know, just what you exude in the space where you are. So that was, like, really incredible for me to see. And, um, you know, just like how in Sarah we always want to make shelters and sanctuaries places of peace you don't always think of a veterinary clinic as a place of peace but i've seen and felt that you've created that where you are so i just wanted to share that well that's wonderful to hear kathleen that really makes me feel like we're accomplishing what we 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 set out to do which is to really create and and you got to come see my new place because i know it's uh you know it's really physically and uh, energetically there. People mention all the time that, you know, hey, the energy is just so good here. And they don't necessarily know what they're saying. They're just saying, you know, we just feel feel so good when we walk in here, you know, and the animals are calm. And, you know, so that's, uh, you know, that's really what I wanted to do is to create that space that allows healing to, you know, magnify. And uh, for people to feel comfortable, because it is a stressful situation oftentimes, mm-hmm. bringing animals in who are fearful, uh, you know, worrying about their conditions, you know, so there's all of that. And, uh, um, you know, it doesn't need, we don't need to contribute to that by being a cold and 
uh, uncaring or apparently uncaring place. That's that's completely against what we want to provide as healers. Right. Would you so, share a couple of a couple of stories of animals that have been helped with Reiki? Sure. I mean, there's been many of them, but some of them are just really uh, near and dear to my heart. Um, one was a uh, dog named Nikki, and she was a mixed breed terrier who I'd been seeing all her life. Her owner was very well-meaning and and uh, great owner, but she was herself was very anxious and nervous and. Uh, was having some issues. She actually had breast cancer. And the first time I approached her, well, I approached her about Nikki. Nikki had some rear end weaknesses. I was talking about how with the certain degenerative myelopathies and neural problems with the rear end, we don't have a really great, I mean, acupuncture can be useful. At that time, I I didn't have acupuncture, but we don't have great solutions in, in Western medicine for that. So I, you know, I I saw that and I was drawn to that, you know, to offer her Reiki for her dog um, because of that. And then I realized, you know, she really needs it. Sarah really needs Reiki, you know, for what's going on with her as well as her, you know, her emotional state. So, you know, that is something that, that I've seen and it's happened on a number of occasions. But in any case, and, then, and I can talk a little bit more about that and elaborate later, but Nikki's course was pretty miraculous. She didn't, you know, become normal, but she saw great changes and in, in positive changes in her ability to move and her attitude. Um, she was depressed um, before that because she couldn't get around as well. So she she improved with her movement, but she also improved with her attitude. She was more confident. She would come in before and, and be scared and, Sometimes we even had to muzzle her because she was fearful. Um, but, you know, as a result of being in our practice as frequently as she was and receiving Reiki and, and, and honestly feeling the benefits, you know, as a patient, she felt the benefits. So she actually began, you know, looking forward to coming in and having these treatments once or twice a week. <laughs> she, she ultimately got so well that her owner stopped bringing her. Uh, because she was feeling so well. Then she had another issue that, uh, that the old dog vestibular syndrome, where they actually have a stroke-like phenomenon and they become very off balance. And that oftentimes takes, you know, you know it, it does self-correct over time, um, but they're left with, usually left with some physical deficits, head tilt, uh, some off balance nature and whatnot. But she, uh, and normally they respond over a period of a couple of weeks. They get better, you know, fairly well. They stop, you know, really falling as much in the first few days. And then, you know, after a couple of weeks, usually they're doing better, well enough to get around. But this was one of the more miraculous cases when she she came in, started having Reiki. And she was, like, completely better in a week. I mean, so, obviously... You know, we can't say 100% with 100% certainty that she wouldn't have recovered well. But you know, I know my intuitive sense knows that the Reiki treatments really, as as it helped her in the past, were really what helped catalyze her her healing here. So that was wonderful and a good you know success story. 
two more parts of this story since it's near and dear to my heart. One is that ultimately when she ended up failing towards the end of her life, she came in for sort of end of life care and Reiki. And um, her last day um, was, and when we had to say goodbye, she was receiving Reiki from like three people. And her transition was beautiful. It was amazing. So that's a big, a big place of it for me is in, in that time, in the transition from living to spirit. Um, and do you and offer that, Mark, yeah, as a service? That's something we do. that, you know, as the we animals I mean, get to their end of life. It, it, it's not something that I promoted because, I mean, I, I generally don't promote euthanasia, but, um, you know, it is something that we offer not as a, a paid service, but as, a, something that we contribute to the clients through. Oh, that's just wonderful. Within the practice. And then the other thing, which is not patient-related, but Sarah ended up, through her connection, pursuing Reiki and became, a, recently I know she's become a level two. And her whole life has changed. She's a completely different person. Very much, That's again, amazing. More, more confident, um, she's retired, she has, you know, a wonderful life going on, and um, she's even, you know, wanted to come in and volunteer. She hasn't yet, but I'm sure she will. And so, you know, that just goes to show, you know, what you least expect might even be the main reason that you're providing the treatment at that time, the highest right. grade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was an amazing story. You have time for more or no? <laughs> Oh, always, wait, always. Let's do one more. Always. Let's do one more. One more. <laughs> yes, definitely. Okay. Well, let's see. Um, well, Sassy is a good one, too. Uh, Sassy was a cat that uh, um, she had. I'd seen her again, I think, pretty much all her life. Um, and then she ended up developing a, a middle ear tumor that was the owners weren't going weren't gonna to put her through surgery. She was 14 or 15 at the time. So we treated her with a combination of medical and uh, Reiki. So steroids, antibiotics, uh, anti-nausea, whatnot. So at first she was, and then Reiki twice a week. At first she was really reluctant to, you know, to come to the practice. I mean, as she had been, you know, for forever, basically. But after about three weeks of Reiki therapy, a, she started eating better, acting better. The owners were amazed at the change in her demeanor and, and her, you know, her quality. Um, and that last hour, it was a number of months, I know for sure, maybe even up to six months, that that she was doing okay. Um, but she also started getting into the carrier on the days that she, what she hated. Before, she hated the carrier. But she started to literally get into the carrier on the days that they were going to bring her for Reiki. <laughs> and That's then, so cute. yeah, then they, you know, she'd have Reiki and she would totally love it and fall asleep. And then she'd go home and just, you know, go take a nap and then be, they'd say she was just energized. You know, she'd run around and be all excited and wobbity wah, you know. So she it really boosted her quality for the time that she had 
Um, and in fact, on the day that she passed, they, you know, she started to decline after a while, and and they had made the decision to let her go. And they, but yet she, you know, she was really hadn't, she really hadn't tanked. She was just her, she wasn't living the life that they wanted her to live. She was more quiet and sedentary and whatnot. So they had decided they were going to bring her in, and um, she went and went into the carrier on her own. They just had it out. They were going to take her and passed away in the carrier. So, Aww. yeah. So, again, you know, while it's not a pleasant uh, ending, I mean, it is life. And that's, you know, mm-hmm. these animals that we, that we treat, they have short lives relative to ours. So a large part of that is, you know, learning to love them and loving them and then learning to let them go, you know, and, and, being able to let them go in a way that serves their highest good is just an amazing, amazing honor. Wow. So beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. You're doing yeah, such amazing like, work. Yeah. And lots of ways that Reiki is being used in your clinic. Um, it's so inspiring. Yeah. And if I can take that sort of uh, lead to really let you know my sort of hidden agenda now that I understand things more as I go through my you know, step along in my path is really getting, because my goal is to really have everyone in my practice Reiki certified. And we're getting there. Um, it's, we sort of go through ebbs and flows, losing people and whatnot. But, um, you know, by having everyone Reiki certified and, 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 um, you know, attuned, that that change that goes on within the individual is something that then, as you guys know, spreads out into the fields and throughout the location where you're at, as well as into that whole area, ge- geography, you know, however you want to look at it on a material level, but it just spreads, it's diffusion. and And for me to have the whole practice be marinating in that energy is what my goal is because it's like you know walking into a a a healing energetic zone you know Mm -hmm. you're already being treated before you're even receiving the intention of being treated so and it also affects you know just humankind and the planet uh you know it sounds grandiose but as you all know you know it starts with one Right. And it works its way out, and that's that's where I am. That's that's my life right now is sharing, sharing it with everybody. That's beautiful. Mhm. I love it. Well, um, before we end, uh, Mark, is there any other advice that you might like to share with our Sarah members or anyone who's listening about um, Reiki in a veterinary setting? Uh, I think that it's that it's just natural. Um, I think that as you know, veterinary practitioners, we want to help our patients and our clients. And I think, you know, it it is it, Reiki is intelligent energy that lifts the beings to their highest potential. Um, you know, and and we do it we do it on a you know in general on a individual basis or on a treatment basis 
but in reality, like I said, and what I what I try to do and emulate in my life is to be Reiki constantly, and not only for our patients, for everybody that's involved, everyone mm-hmm. who we come in contact with. Mm-hmm. So something I would love to share, you can edit it out if it doesn't fit the premise of this program, <laughs> but it, it it is a meditation that I was inspired to come up with. Um, sure. And it is it is very simple, and the goal of it is to create a meditative state on a eternal basis. So I call it the eternal meditation. And what it is is breathing in, breathe in, and feel compassionate clarity. I call it the healer's eternal meditation. So breathe in, compassionate clarity. Feel, and and what that means, I'm sure you guys know, is to feel it. Not just think it. Don't think compassionate clarity. But breathe in something like I, you know, I talk to my staff and say, as you breathe in, think. You have a puppy that's got a wounded paw. What's that feeling you have right there? You know you can help it. That's the compassion. And you know how to help it. That's the clarity. What's that feeling? Breathe in that feeling. So think of a feeling that represents compassionate clarity. Breathe in. And then simply breathe out loving gratitude. What do you feel? What is the loving gratitude for me? What I focus on and what I feel is when I look at my dog, Joey, and he's laying there like on his little beanbag, and he's so cute. (laughs) And I think, I just love this dog. I love this dog. And I am so grateful he's in my life. That feeling. So if you breathe in, compassion, compassionate clarity, breathe out, loving gratitude, the feeling of each of those with each breath and start off doing it as a, you know, a short meditation, five minutes or whatever. And then ultimately that becomes your life. Every breath is a meditation and every breath is Reiki. Wow. That's beautiful. You made me cry. That was amazing. That was just, really just Aww. doing doing that doing that uh, meditation with you and feeling that when you really truly feel that compassion, you know, it just is a really open heart space. And that was beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Well, my thought yeah. with that meditation and my intuition of that was, if we could get people to just do that on a daily basis, you know, and and it wouldn't take the whole world. It only takes, you know. Not even, you know, just thousands to be doing that on a daily basis. It would change the world because that's what we need. We need right. compassion, compassion and love. You know, who was and and in a way, it's so simple, right? We try to make it so complicated, and it's not it complicated at all. It is very it's, simple. It's very simple. It's the solution. I mean, you know, we could go on and and debate. You know, oh well, you know, that's not going to solve anything. Well, it does, though, because, it's again, it starts with one and it radiates out. And, mm-hmm. it, you know, we can go on and talk about all the different studies that have been done, the Maharishi effect and so forth. It's there. There's science, you know, to, to back it up. And that's where I live, really. And that's my personal thing now is, is melding science and spirituality. And Reiki is, Reiki is that spiritual energy that, you know, we just we know is there. We feel it. It's experiential. You know, and the science aspect, you know, proves it out in a 
in in the real material world. Exactly. Beautiful. It's so it's just inspiring to hear someone of your caliber and and your profession talking like this and sharing this and you don't hear that often unfortunately but it's so wonderful and encouraging to hear it from you. Well, I am so blessed as I said and so honored to be able to share it and and I know that that approach is something that this time in the world um, is really searching for. It's really happening. Um, I'm very optimistic, uh, you know, despite all the craziness that goes on. You know, I, I am optimistic that this groundswelling of, of, of spiritual understanding is, uh, is growing every day. Thankfully, it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for being with us, Mark, and you've given us all um, something to think about and something for our hearts to feel, and um, I know that it will be valuable to everyone who listens. So, blessings. Blessings to you. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.